0: Hi, I'm Maggie.
1: Hi, I'm Grace. And this is A Very Bookish
0: Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome back to A Very Bookish Podcast. Today is episode 88. And yet again, I am alone, but I'm not alone. <laughs> I have my guest, my co-host, an author that many of you actually probably know, and some of you probably don't know. I have Tijan and we're going to be talking about her newest release, her past releases and getting to know her today, and I hope that y'all are just as excited as I am. Sorry that was a word vomit, but welcome, Tjen.
1: Hi, 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 hi! I was giving you thumbs up when you were doing the countdown.
0: <laughs> yes, for <laughs> like, oh, our list. Yeah, yeah, for our listeners, this is an audio-only episode. Um, you know, for fun. Funsies. We're gonna make it audio only, so you never have to worry about watching <laughs> us. You can only listen to us. Um, but kind yeah. of tijan would you like to kind of tell everybody who you are, what you do? Um, honestly, everything about you. We want to know everything, Spill.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, hi, I'm tijan and I'm an author. And I write um, well, the latest ones that I wrote are some mafia books. Um and then my release last month was a hockey book, a new adult hockey book. And so I, I write a lot of uh, young adult, new adult, uh, some contemporary, paranormal, um, mafia. I'm forgetting like so many right now that I can't think of. <laughs> right. But I write I've written everything under the sun. <laughs> yes, except yeah. like. History. Historical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have some Motorcycle Club books coming. So, like, I'm getting oh, oh. into that one, too. But yeah.
0: Oh, oh Motorcycle. You have Motorcycle <laughs> Clubs coming? That's, yeah. like, oh, that's
1: <laughs> my cup of tea. I have a short story out. It's, like, it's she, – she graduates high school, and it's a short story. And then mm-hmm. um, I've been in some of my other books – Uh, an MC called The Red Demons have like just been like building, building, building. Like they just keep showing up in these other books. So I was like, okay, I need to write. I need to write actually at at least one book for this series or this, this MC. And so that book is done. Um, It's going to be released next year. And then I also have another short story also written for another member of that club, but it was supposed to be a short story. And I kept and it's for an anthology that's coming out. And I kept emailing them saying, like, it's not a short story. I'm trying to, like, cut it off. I'm trying. And so um, and so I have that one coming out, too. And that will be – I'm going to – I'll have enough time where I'm – that's just going to be, like, another full-length book, too. Because everybody who read it, they were like, oh, my God, I need – you know, which was – it's a very good thing because you don't always get that um mm-hmm. response back from like proofreaders or beta readers. So when you do you take note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Is the novella that you're possibly talking about is Bad Boy Brody?
1: No. That the... Bad boy Brody is um that's a novel that's been out for a while and he's like okay. um he's an actor who he was like the kind of the golden kid and then I don't really go. Oh, that's in like an older book. I think he got into like a fight or something. And then he okay. turned into like Badwood Brody. And he went to Montana to do like. Um, I just saw a motorcycle. At... So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, he's on a motorcycle on there. And then there's. Yeah. It's, it, it deals with horses too, like Mustangs. And they're doing a movie in Montana. And mm. so
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. <like> <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners who aren't aware, she does have a new book coming out. It's a cruel arrangement. Yes. And when I tell you the tropes for this book, I you have close proximity. You have kidnapped. You have mafia. You have bodyguard. And I'm like, how do you have all of these tropes into one book? And I'm like, how, how can you, how do you like physically are like, okay, I'm going to write all of these tropes into this book. Or are you like writing the book and you're like, oh, this is belongs in this trope. Oh, and it's also this trope. It's also this trope. How do you like do that?
1: Um, <laughs> I write the book and then they give me a form of pick all the tropes that it can pertain to. And I was like, yeah, there's this one and this one. So that's how you do it. And that's how I do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's a it's a contemporary adult romance. That's a dark romance, and for my dark romance girlies, you can't see it, but I'm actually wearing my dark romance readers club from our Smutsville University collection, which you can get at Um <laughs> Subtle plug for me, <laughs> um, but I was like, it's a grumpy ex sunshine. It's a redemption, a tortured lead, a tragic oh, no. past, and I was like. You're that's just trying asking, to get book yeah. talk. You're just <laughs> trying to get book talk with this book. Cause I'm like, dang. And it's the Kings of New York series too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I need to like dip my toes in the water. And like, I need to get this book. I'm going to ask Valentine PR. I'm going to be like, y'all send me this book. I want to read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And get, get this book to me now. They'll probably send me a co- e-arc, e- but that's fine with me. I need to read yeah. this book. Cause it sounds so exciting. So, do you kind of want to get let our let our listeners? I was about to say readers. Let our listeners and your readers kind of like
1: give a synopsis of it. Would you mind? Um, yeah. So, for, so this is book two in the Kings of New York series, and it's um the first book is centers around Jess and Trace. Um, so I'll just talk about that one a little bit. So Jess in a dirty business. Jess is a pro officer. Um, and very much loves her job. It gives her like structure. And it makes her feel in control of her life and stuff. And then Trace is Wall Street guy. But his family is in the mafia. And so um, and it's he's getting pulled to be more into the mafia side of stuff. Then they meet. And it's kind of like intense chemistry. And it's like a push pull between them. Like the whole, the whole um, book. Um, and then Trace also his best friend is Ashton. And so, like, Trace is more good guy-ish. I mean, he's in the Mafia, but in Wall Street, but he's still good guy-ish. Ashton is not <laughs> the good guy. He is, like, the antithesis of that. Um, so so we have his book. And then something happens at the end of Dirty Business, and it continues into Ashton and Molly's book. And then the readers, uh, they meet Molly. And the premise of the book, too, is that Molly, um, she runs uh, bowling lane that she kind of like maneuvered or she conned from her dad, who's like this big con guy. But he is in so he's in so much debt to Ashton's family that he basically works for them. Um, and so the beginning of this book is she is being um, a, a robber has come in to try and hold up her her bowling lane. And she goes crazy. And she is like, you're not going to do this to me. And she ends up is like, do you know who my dad is, who is connected to Ashton, and then the guy panics, and and then Ashton um, gets involved, and and then there's, like, all this other stuff that goes on, and eventually Ashton kind of, like, kind of kidnaps Molly, but he's also, like, protecting Molly, and he's, like, and then they know each other from childhood, and he is, oh. like, kind of hates her, but he's kind of drawn towards her, and He's annoyed by it. And she's like, well, I I don't really know. She's a little crazy, but like fun crazy.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I love those types of of characters because I'm also a tad bit crazy. And so I love when the main, the the main female lead is like crazy and is like a bad bitch. And it's like the girl boss gatekeep (laughs) gaslight energy. That's like my favorite type of energy when you're just like, this is so amazing. This is so great. And then the female, the the male lead just kidnaps her and you're like, What? <laughs> but I love kidnap. I, I mean yeah. I don't love kidnapping. I love the kidnapping trope. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well
1: I there, that is she is kind of kidnapped her, but and there is one point she's like, I don't even know if I am kidnapped or if I'm not. <laughs> and he's like, I'm protecting you. He's like yelling at her. But like I have to tell you that She was so crazy in, like, the first – I had to, like, do rewrites, like, two full rewrites, and I kept being told, scale her back. (laughs) So I was like, really? I was like, okay. (laughs) So this is a scale down for (laughs) cover. Oh,
0: oh, that makes me – that kind of makes me excited because when I read, I'm going to be like, how much crazier can she get? That's what I'm hoping. (laughs) Yeah. but that kind of that kind of leads me into a question is how do you like create these characters are these like characters do you like are you when you think of writing a story you're like this is how the character is going to be or does it just kind of come about while you're writing you're like oh she's going to do this crazy thing and you're, you're like oh I like this I'm going to keep making her do this kind of things like what is kind of your process for doing that um
1: I I don't really like, usually the ones where I'm like, I want to, I am, I'm fully wanting to like write this type of character. It never happens. It's like, then I feel like, and people are like, you're forcing it, you know? So like, so I've always kind of like, I think I tried that with one book and it was not that great. So Mm -hmm. I always just do organic characters. And um, I think it just comes to like what kind of character, that I need to like Jess was so like kind of like structured and like serious. Um very like badass, but in like a kind of like a cop way and I've never written that before. And then Molly is like almost the complete opposite. She like has a switch that like if she switches it she'll go crazy. And mm-hmm. um so and I have so much I have like I think in the not outcast I wrote a character who has um um I never said it but in the in the book it's uh she's got like eighty 80- PhD. and then we got mm-hmm. another one like brian's bed she had some she's neurodivergent uh stuff going on mm-hmm. so it's always like it always kind of just comes up kind of like a mix of like i think what i need to write as the writer and then also organically too there was mm-hmm. the the one of my um frisco my mc book coming out she i did not intend to write her how i how i did and it was like she dropped the bomb when I was right. I'm very much into like letting the characters, write. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just kind of like the tools to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be writing her like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't fight it. I was like, if it's organic, that's what it's supposed to be. So I kind of go that way, I go that route.
0: I really like that. I especially like that. I feel like n- neurodivergence in ADHD in women is not as seen as much as men. So I love when a girly has like ADHD or has is neuro spicy is what I call it I (laughs) got that some from some influencers they call it neuro spicy and I'm like that's how I describe myself is I'm neuro spicy because I am not neurotypical I'm like the way my brain works I cannot so I bet I bet I couldn't relate to her and I'll be like this is exactly how I want to react in some situations but I know I cannot and I think that's also some things that I love about reading is that like you always fantasize about like what I would say in this conversation and then you never say it. And then you read about it in a book and you're like, that's what I would have done. done. And then you, you sit back yeah. and you're like, I would have never done that.
1: Yeah. I don't have the capability <laughs> to do that. Right. So no, that's what's of writing that. it too, is that you can write mm-hmm. what like, you know, like I'm always, sometimes like I go from project to project and I'm like, man, I'm so exhausted. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, why have I actually done anything? I'm still here. But it's like, yeah. I've been living, this like all these different lives so it's like Mm -hmm. yeah so that's the fun of writing it too
0: I mean you have a huge catalog of books I'm looking at all your books right now I'm like holy cow so would you mind telling me like how you got into writing and like kind of your history of publishing and self-publishing or with big publishers and kind of your your journey to
1: becoming who you are today as an author Um, I started writing after college. I was, I kind of always had like people in my my head, storylines and like just, yeah, just storylines and worlds and stuff, um, growing up and everything. And then I was at my parents' lake cabin and I literally felt like my skin was crawling, like was going to come off of me. I felt so, I was, I felt like I was going nuts and, um, I, so I booted up my dad's old, old computer at the lake cabin and it's so old that it's like, it was the type where it was like yellow. Cause it had like, it had aged so much. So I had no idea if it was going to work or not. And, um, it did. And then I just started writing and it was like this release of like, like everything just clicked. And I was like, it was like one of my best, I've had another vacation that was like one of my best vacations ever. Um, so then I just, like, wrote, and I was just, I was just getting all these, like, people and storylines out of my head. Um, and so I knew that that was, like, what I was going to do, um, whether I made money by it or not. But I was, like, this is what I have to do. And then after that, it was – because I didn't pay attention how to write fiction in college or high school or anything. Um, so after that, it was – I was learning how to write, um, how to write, like, books and stuff. And then I started – posting them for free on fictionpress.com and back then like the idea was like you post it and then you get like constructive feedback which didn't really happen but i think it it happened how it's supposed to happen cuz it was mostly like you post and then you get like i love this you get like all this like very supportive feedback which i think is like what you kind of need in the beginning um mm-hmm. and then from there it was kind of the journey of like just you know just writing posting and then kind of like your confidence is building and building. And then you just start start like, I don't know. I think like, I think there's some writers where like you can't stop getting ideas. And there's some who struggle. I'm one of the ones who can't stop. So then I just kept getting more ideas and kept writing and writing and writing. And then it, um, I did self-publish a couple books um, and I published them under a different pen name. It was like a more, in my opinion, a more professional name, like T.K. Meyer or T. Meyer but my readers were not buying it. I kept telling them, like, this is me. It's just a different pen name. So then they wouldn't do it. So then I was like, well, screw it. So then I just, I self-published some of the books under Tijan. And then they started buying it. So I was like, okay, hey, well, I'm just going to have to use my pen name here. Um, and then, I mean, those, it was cool if I sold, like, a, a few, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote Foncrest High. And I published Fong Crest High on Wattpad. And um, their response was, like, to me, it was crazy. Um, I had so many people, like some people were telling me like, well, if you don't write a sequel, I'm going to write the sequel. So then they were going to like take the characters away from me. So then I I ended up self-publishing on Amazon to like have something like official. And then it, that book launched my career because that book, um, yeah, it just launched my career. So, and I wasn't like paying attention because I didn't know what to look for. I, I didn't know to watch for the top hundred Kindle store. I was watching for like the top hundred young adults Kindle store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, number five, you know, and like I loved it. So. but yeah, and then it was Fong Crest High and then Broken and Screwed and Fong Crest Family. I just kind of kept going and I just kept like writing. And then I wrote my first mafia was Carter Reed, like later that year i believe mm-hmm. and so yeah and it's just kind of like morphed from there i didn't start doing traditional publishing until recently i did um the insiders trilogy with saint martin's press and then um a dirty business and a cool arrangement are with montlake so mm-hmm. um it's a very new venture into being a hybrid which is um indie publishing and also traditional publishing Publishing.
0: yeah yeah i mean i when our our listeners can. I'm gonna tag it in the description down below. But I literally am on a page called Fantasticfiction.com, and I literally like see all of her books. And I'm like, holy cow, this woman has had a career. I'm like, how how many books are you publishing within a year?
1: Oh, um, I don't know, because it's it's the last few years have been kind of like different. So because mm-hmm. of the different like with publishing and then i i had i had covid a lot so i was like um. I had health problems but i don't know i think my normal is like four a year four to five but then i think the last two years like i think some of those are like short stories and novellas mm-hmm. so i've been kind of like getting slimming it down a little bit but uh mm-hmm. but no i know like my normal was like four four or five i mean that's year. impressive
0: to write more than one book a year is impressive to even write a book in a year is beyond impressive to me but kind of like how how is that process of writing a book for you is it is it like can you write a book in like four months three months like what is that
1: whole process yeah it? it all well it depends on the book itself because like um some books I write in or I, I I'm not saying anymore but I, I wrote like hate to love you, to college football, um, to one, and I wrote that one in like three weeks because that one like just poured out of me. Um, but some other ones like teardrop shot, uh, that's a NBA college or an NBA basketball one, and then Ryan's bed, which was like uh, high school basketball one. Um, those I started in one year, and then I had I got I got to like a certain section, and then I had to stop and I didn't come back. I finished them. So it just, it all depends. I have like some books that like, it's taken me like a couple years. I'm still like, I work on it every now and then. And I would go back and, you know, and it also depends on like deadlines. Um, yeah. <laughs> How much is, is my agent going to be really mad at me? <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that's
0: like crazy. Like, uh, one book that recently came out the hockey with benefits was what in march or
1: march yeah, early this uh, year right yeah i'm trying to think yeah i think i published it early march yes i did <laughs> yeah yeah
0: did. and i'm like and then you have a release this april and i'm like holy cow that's like back to back yeah. and i'm like
1: well uh, are you resting was- <laughs> Well, accrual arrangement, because the, the traditional ones, um, they need them so far in advance. So, like, yeah. accrual arrangement has been done for, like, a while, a while. Mm-hmm. Hockey with benefits, um, I was able to – I was still working on it. Like, you have a little bit more leeway. I mean, not if you're going to do a same-day audiobook release, because then they need to have it done, like, 90 days in advance, which I did not do. <laughs> so, they're, they're doing the audiobook um, uh, soon. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah like it always yeah but yeah so a curl arrangement um was done ahead of time
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but still to have like a release like two releases within like two months it's like oh girl like you
1: must be exhausted at the moment (laughs) I think most of the stuff is like um the promoting is like it's That's the stuff for me. The marketing Mm -hmm. and, like, the social media and, like, the promoting stuff is, like, that's the stuff that Mm -hmm. um, is exhausting to me. The writing itself and, like, the editing is not. Like, that Mm – the writing, like, fills you up. You get, like Mm – I can, can, like, write chapters and then leave my computer feeling like I'm high because, like, I can get that (laughs) from my job. You know, not editing, (laughs) but, like, the writing. But, like, yeah.
0: I mean I feel like that's the dream job to have if you're being able to write and you're just like this is the best thing in the world and then like I guess it's kind of like a runner's high you get a writer's high like yeah. I'm so yeah. jealous of you <laughs> to be able I to mean, do I that. I'm like, that in a while but yeah I used
1: mm-hmm. to get that more I think I got that I'm working on um I'm working on a new manuscript right now, Pine River. And I get that sometimes with that one. I was like, oh, this, is, I forgot what this is like.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you ever, have you ever experienced burnout before? And.
1: Oh, yes. like Yes. That's also mm-hmm. like, that's also been over the last few years. That's kind of been like a nonstop thing of mm-hmm. like um, making sure to like rest when you need to rest. And like, um, yeah. So yes, I deal with that too. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I feel like every, especially since quarantine, I feel like a lot of authors have gotten way more popular. And then you kind of start feeling the effects of burnout. And I'm like, whew, we talk about it in the accounting profession, but at least we have like, I don't know. I just do you ever like take vacations or anything where you're just like, I need to relax or you just like step away from writing for like a couple days? Is there like a process
1: that you do to recover from burnout or are you just kind of like I stick through it no um I I will take some days uh I the last few it's always changes with every book but I've noticed my routine lately has been like um I'll work 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 like for a few days in a row and then if I'm really struggling I'll take like two days off and then try not to like And I really try. I mean, I do my own social media. So, like, you're always kind of, like, doing some type of work, like, all the time. But but I really do try to, like, turn it off and, like, not go on my phone that much or Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, watch movies. Or now it's, like, because I'm up in North Dakota. So, like, now we're finally getting some decent weather. So now, like, I can, you know, take the dog for a walk and stuff. Like, that's, like, a really big thing. Um, I do like to travel. But, like, traveling... It's kind of like a hit. It's kind of like a hit miss thing. because like I still work <laughs> when I travel. Yeah. So yeah. I used to like it where it was like the day of traveling, I was like not in author Tijan mode at all. I was like no one knows me. I can just like you know, and not like that's like an issue anyways. But in my head, I was like <laughs> I'm not dealing with like questions on you know email or on Instagram or something. I was like I can just. um sign off and just, like, focus on getting from, you know, where I'm at to where I'm at. But, like, now it's all kind of, like, intermingled of, like, um, doing, like, yeah, doing all of it kind of at the same time. But, no, I like, but I do like to travel with, like, friends and stuff because then I'll be, like, let's go out for dinner and, like, and then, you know, I don't think about, I don't think about, like, deadlines and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that answers your
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, you kind of you relax and you just let yourself live, I think. That's kind of basically what yeah. you're describing is you get out of that author mode, which I'm going to get you into First author mode right now. I'm going to yeah. get you in here and I'm going to ask this is probably the hardest question you're ever going to have to answer today. But if you only could write one like genre, like either like adult romance or not adult romance, like contemporary or romantic suspense or like um, dark romance or like um, sports romance. Which one would you think you'd be able to write for the rest of your life?
1: Okay. Um, the answer is kind of a cheat answer.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. I
1: would say, I would say paranormal romance. Because you could do paranormal in all of those areas. I mean,
0: <laughs> that is a such paranormal new adult. <laughs> that is such a cheat answer, but I know it's totally yeah. Total cheat answer. It's a little loophole between my question. I thought <laughs> my question would definitely stump you more than that. I guess if you had to stick to one type of trope, like you couldn't add any other tropes, one trope. Yeah. what is one that you think you could write forever?
1: Oh, gosh. It would. I mean, this isn't my answer, but I'm just going to say I do like I do like the friends to lovers ones, but it would have to be enemies to lovers.
0: Yeah. I mean, so the much, tension. Like,
1: yeah. 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 And I feel like yeah, I'm I still do. like trying to work on it. I'm still like trying to get better at that. So like. <laughs> mm-hmm. So but yeah, I, that one. I. I.
0: I... Yeah, I make the joke that I love to read about enemies to lovers, but I would have to have a friends to lovers relationship in real life. Because if I tried to date my enemy, I would, like, kill them before, like, I ever would be able to love them in real life. Yeah. But when I tell you, like, enemies to lovers is, like, especially in mafia romance enemies to lovers or, like, a dark romance enemies to lovers, I'm, like, I gobble it up and I'm, like, this is so delicious because – I'm a dark romance girly. Like that's my, that's my yeah. bad bitch. That's my side bitch is my dark romance, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry. I am very extra and I'm sorry to our listeners. No, no. I'm so sorry. Awesome. <laughs> um, But I was going to ask you, but more about authors, but I want to know as a reader, are there like any genres of books that is it like, is your favorite to read romance? Or are you more of like, oh, I like fiction or nonfiction or, are you oh. really into
1: romance? Um, I am like, I am mostly into romance. I, when I was younger, I, um, I was into Native American literature mm-hmm. and like fiction. And like, it didn't matter. Like and I, if my library had it, I would read it. So I mm-hmm. would like just inhale that, um, that, that um, category. And then mm-hmm. my sister bought me a high school romance book. I um, think it's like in fi- in fifth grade, and after that, it was like pff, romance. <laughs> Everything romance. I don't. I think yeah, I have like listened to some. I do listen to audiobooks that are not romance, but generally, that's not. You know, that it, that's also like not typical for me. It's it's all romance for me.
0: I mean, yeah, me, me too. I'm just a. I used to be like a YA girl, and I could read some nonfiction, and now I'm just. I'm a strict romance girl now.
1: Yeah. But yeah.
0: Do you have any authors that you recommend for romance or like your top authors that if they had a book published, you would read it no matter what?
1: Um, I like to read and I do make this uh, I do make this or clarify that like I read in what I'm not writing. So like mm-hmm. right now I'm reading um, J.D. Robb the in death series. Do you know who I'm, who I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, I know like, exactly what you're like, talking about. Yeah, I'm like into into like book 54 or something. <laughs> um, but like, I like to, um, I like Kristen Ashley. And I love Jennifer Armantrell, which she's fully aware. <laughs> and then um, I think a couple other ones are like Helena Hunting and Deborah Anastasia. I enjoy reading them too.
0: Yeah, those are, those are some classics there. I also, I got into the um, Black Dagger Brotherhood series Mm -hmm. um, by J.R. Ward and I'm in like book like 11 or 12, something like that. Yeah. But I tell you those long series can get you like down a rabbit hole and I'm like, oh no, I need to break sometimes (laughs) with those. But that's, yeah. If you had to read one uh like sub genre of romance for the rest of your life, which not being paranormal, yes, <laughs> not being paranormal romance. What romance genre would you read for the
1: rest of your life? Um, I would read. Oh gosh, I don't know. Probably like, I don't know. I like the I'm I probably like what I'm reading right now with J.D. Rob with the crime the crime romance stuff. I mm-hmm. mean there's romance but it's like mostly crime stuff. I think yeah. that.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Are you a big say, fan?
1: Cuz I would I would get sick of like you know, I would get sick of the college and like cuz I do. I get sick of like writing young adults and then I switched up and I have to write college and then I get sick of college then I write like you know NBA sports thing you know Mm -hmm. or like writing the MC stuff lately has been really refreshing because I'm like oh this Mm -hmm. is totally different for me but I'm like loving it so yeah
0: do you I oh my gosh I totally okay so crime are you like into like um NCIS and those kinds of shows uh Criminal Minds do you like those
1: kinds of shows um oh my gosh. Let me yes and no. I'm trying to like I don't watch like the typical ones. Oh. And I'm trying to think of like the not typical. Oh like the killing. Um the okay, yes. I know that yes, one. I'm obsessed with that show. <laughs> and then because <laughs> it's so like gritty. Mm-hmm. Um the oh, shoot. I don't know. I wrote I watched the following. Um mm-hmm. The prodigal son. I watched I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that's like about like uh serial killer stuff, but I think that like goes into the crime stuff. Too. I mean, yeah.
0: Have you uh, have you watched uh Hannibal on um Hulu? Um I watched yeah, like a couple episodes. That's like nitty gritty, like whew, the second season. I'm like, oof! I'm like oh that has Swedish. a similar
1: yes that has a similar um, vibe to it as the following did too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which mm-hmm. is like a cult serial killer thing. If I'm getting that mm-hmm. the, the name right,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean I, I'm like a a true crime like I love true crime and oh um, yeah. Some of our listeners know I'm um I plan on going to law school eventually and I watch a lot of like court cases and um, mm-hmm. live court sessions so i love talking about like crying which sounds so bad but it's like as no, a girl no. as a woman you always kind of have to like be aware of these things and you're always like watching yeah. your back like walk me walking down yeah. the street with my like key that's gonna do nothing if somebody oh, attacks yeah. me yeah. or have my i walk out with my hydro flask out so that if it's anybody gonna- comes up to me i'm just gonna go Bop, and just hit them because this thing full is like a good way to hit people with.
1: Well, I always kinda laugh because it's like I when I take Bailey and my dog on walks, like it would it seems weird to go on a walk without him now because you have the dog. But then I always kind of laugh in my head because I'm like, you gotta pick up their stuff. So then yeah. you have a bag of their stuff in my other hand. I was like, if anyone tries to mess with this, I was like, they're gonna get this bag first. <laughs> They I think that's going to,
0: that. yeah, I. that reminds me of, like, I think it was, like, on TikTok, these, like, porch pirates who were stealing stuff, and so this guy filled up a box with all of his dog's poop and, like, yeah. left it out, and they took it, and then they yeah. returned it, and I was like, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get the, this? the shit end of the stick. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, but yeah, so kind of for my last question... I want to yeah. ask you, this might be a hard question, but I hope it's not. Yeah. It's going to be, if you had one piece of advice to give to a new author or an author who's just starting out, or maybe an author who is still continuing in their career, what piece of advice
1: would you give them? Oh, geez. Because um, it geez, that. I think that would change, like, mm-hmm. for... I think the the general advice I would give, which I give to myself, is, like, write what you love. Like, fall back in love with writing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's, like, kind of, like, a cliche thing to do. But I think that's also, like, kind of the best. That would fit for all of them. New writers, I would be, like, um, just focus on writing the book. Like, don't think Mm -hmm. about anything else after that. Just Mm -hmm. get the book done first. Okay. Um, and then yeah yeah and then the, all, all the rest it would be like just make sure you're and if you need to fall yeah if you're like burnout and stuff just fall back in love with reading and with writing and yeah
0: mm-hmm. well perfect thank you and thank you to all of our listeners I'm like looking at the camera right now but then I realized like <laughs> y'all aren't even gonna see me and so I'm just staring at you in the eyes <laughs> while you get to watch this I'm, I'm here, uh- I'm, here. <laughs> I'm here I'm staring right back <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening Um, i'm gonna have all of tijan's uh information down in the description so you can go check out a cruel arrangement which is releasing april 25th so we'll have you can either get a kindle it will be on kindle unlimited i think correct yes yes it is on kindle unlimited and um you can get the paperback i'll have that all linked down below i'll have all of her links down below And so thank you so much for coming on and thank you you to our listeners. And I will see you guys in two weeks.